If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. y'all and welcome to the get my life tour it is me your host Lydia T Blanco and like always I am super excited that you decided to join me on this stop of the tour let me tell you something number one I'm excited if this is your first time tuning into the get my life tour thank you so much for showing up for yourself and if you've been rocking with me you know I rock with you too so welcome back oh my goodness y'all This stop on the tour is so important to me because if you know anything about me, you know how much I value building community, sisterhood, and rooting for other women. And our guest today here on this stop of the tour is someone who shares those same values and goes so hard. Oh my goodness. I mean, so hard for women. And her name is Brittany. Dandy. Brittany Dandy is so dope. And Brittany, I'm so excited to have you on the top of the tour. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So before I get into your bio, I have to let people know how we met. So this was a digital connection that we took offline. Um, I can't even remember when we first connected online, but I remember yeah. seeing your face and I was like, yo, she is so beautiful. Who is this woman? And I was like, oh, she's a writer. How dope. Like, let's connect. And then I read this beautiful piece that you wrote for the Black Love Doc. And then this summer, I walked into a backyard in Brooklyn. And you and were I'm there. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's you and I was so excited. I was like, finally. (laughs) Right? Like, it's not a troll. It is a real (laughs) black woman. She's not a Russian bot. We were like Uh, like 10 pals in New York. Like, I know you're here too, (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? It's so funny, though, because with you being based in Brooklyn and me in Harlem, like that pen pal relationship is real because people don't like coming uptown. It is, and I don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there goes our friendship. Um, <laughs> yo, it is so real, though. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But we have been like connected on purpose so we went from instagram to a backyard in brooklyn what was it uh ribs and rose was that yeah ribs and rose yes so shout out extra extra vegetarian and ribs and rose yes yo (laughs) (laughs) where are the soy ribs i just (laughs) no one had answers um yo it was so magical and then here I am living my best road trip in life to Jiho. <laughs> and who do I see on the Omega Plot? Oh, on my campus. I'm like, what are you doing on my yard? One yes. Day, elated to see you. Like, I know you was good people. Right? You, you, you coming to Jiho, you know Aggies. You gotta be good people. Look, okay. <laughs> so let me... These these people are probably like, yo, they are going to have this entire conversation. We don't know who this woman is unless they know who you are because you do have a strong following. Um, but for those who do not know Brittany, Brittany is a digital content producer, journalist, marketer, uh, excuse me, marketer and consultant in the New York City area. She is a huge advocate for women of color and her personal and professional and philanthropic endeavors revolve around you know women really being empowered she is someone who is really invested in female entrepreneurship and women's lifestyle and you know the get my life tour is all about us really living our best lives she is a proud hbcu graduate go ahead give it to us i know you want to throw on the aggie pride aggie pride all day (laughs) 
And that is where she honed her talents, okay, on the illustrious campus of North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University in Greensboro, North Carolina, as well as her digital marketing skills. She is all things media maven, and she's also a proud graduate of the Newhouse School at Syracuse University. And when she's not doing dope things like leaving her mark in the tech space, she is creating space for Black women. And she does that by her highly anticipated and beautifully curated event, The Success Supper. Oh my goodness. Brittany, welcome officially to the Get My Life Tour. Yes, girl. Get my life together. Okay? <laughs> you know, life is a journey. And um, I knew that I had to have you on this podcast, when I began to follow you, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is so authentic. Um, you know, we have to be so curated on social media, but there is also a way to really share your authentic self. And I believe that's something that you are able to do so beautifully. Um, and I see how many women you have rooting for you. So I was just like, oh my goodness, how grateful um, and how lucky am I to now be connected to you? So shout outs to you. Well, thank you. I'm just happy that I met you, that we are connected now. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's so important to have a platform where people tell their truth. Mm. So I'm excited. I am excited. You know, I read your bio, but I always love asking women to share who they are in their own words, because you're so much more than what you've been able to summarize and share in a professional manner. So in your own words, who is Brittany? Who am I? Um, This is a hard question because I think that I'm on this journey every day to get to know myself better. And that is um, very intentional. Um, I'm in my 30s now, which is cool because now I'm in a space where like I have the room, right, to kind of step into who I am and what I want. But I think in a nutshell, I am an ambitious woman who is literally surviving her ambition, right? I am literally surviving my ambition. I am an advocate. I am a wife, a sister, um, a friend. These are roles I take very seriously, and I walk in them every day, right? Um, I think personally and professionally, I'm a storyteller. Um, I love telling stories. I love being a voice for other people. And I've been lucky enough to find you know, a myriad of ways to do that. I love that. Oh my goodness. Surviving your ambition. <laughs> I am. I really, that's how I describe it because um, people talk about ambition as if it's, you know, this, I don't know, lawfully like dream state that is so beautiful and butterflies and, you know, rainbows. And it's like, it's all those things. But if you are truly ambitious, you know that there are difficult days mm-hmm. um, that truly require survival. Yeah. Um And I think being a black woman, um, there's a ton of things that come, you know, with that, good and bad, or just like uh, truths that come with that. And I think in order to have the things that I say I want, um, sometimes survival is needed, right? We Mm -hmm. always hear like, you want to thrive, not survive. In order to thrive, you have to first survive it, right? Like you you have to first make it through the difficulties and and then you hit your stride and then there's that moment where it's like wow I don't have to you know think in survival mode anymore mm-hmm. but I think um for me survival isn't a bad word it's one that resonates with me my family my ancestors yes um and I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah so- and you know it resonates with me a lot too I think some things just sound so good thriving automatically sounds like a positive you know, Mm -hmm. and survival, like you're saying, has a negative connotation to a number of people. But it's like, if you lose, you know, your innate feeling to survive, you most definitely will often be in harm's way. And I love you, how you said surviving my ambition, because it means that you are aware, right? I think sometimes we self-sabotage because we're not self-aware. So in you saying that, I hear, you know, your action of being so aware so that you do make it. I think that's, that's awesome. Right. So 
Surviving Thriving Success. Tell us more about the Success Supper and where that idea came from. Oh, the Success Supper. Um, so Success Supper is a curated, um, intimate dinner experience for women of color. Um, it's where we come together and we celebrate our small and meaningful work. Thus far, it's happened annually. Um, yeah, it started from a place of being around a group of women who were super ambitious, um, brilliant women who never took time to acknowledge the things that they'd actually done well or the effort that they'd made or the risk that they took, right? Um, we were like in quarter three of the year and everyone around me was just talking about quarter one, right? Like mm. next year, I'm going to do it differently. Next year, it has to be, you know? Um, just not acknowledging like, look where you are, girl, look how far you've, you've come thus far. So it started with like a dinner that I put together for me and like 20 friends. Um, there were gift boxes, live music. Um, we did it in Brooklyn at a Haitian restaurant, like supporting local female owned business. It was just everything, black women, everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was literally just that it was just for us. I had no, I had no idea it would grow into this bigger thing. And that people will really love the space the way they do. It's highly curated. Um, the gift boxes, the ambiance, everything is really important because I felt like they all deserved something beautiful, mm. you know? Um, so, and I felt like I did too. I felt like I was that same person I was looking at. I was doing the same thing. I was ignoring all of my efforts, you know, the things that I had made it through, the things that I had, you know, the wins, the L's, like I was ignoring, I was just like, yeah, I need to do better next time. Right. And I have a really bad habit. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of like living in that light. So that's where it started. And since then it's expanded um, from those 20 women to now 40 at this past one. Um, I don't know how big it will get because it's designed to be intimate and, and mindful. Um, but yeah, now we bring in some pretty dynamic speakers. We have really thought-provoking conversation that's very honest. Um, it's not meant to be pretentious. It's meant to eliminate imposter syndrome. It's designed to bring people together that have a genuine interest in um, sharing their gifts. That is the main requirement. <laughs> you know, I really... Okay, in full disclosure, you all, I have been fortunate enough to be invited into the room. And I really want to set the room for you all because I'm a reporter. So, um, you know, is Brittany and I love a good story and I love feature storytelling. Right. So I saw the success supper on my timeline being advertised by Brittany. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how incredible would it be to be invited into the room? So I click on this link and it takes me to a Google form. And I was like, Lydia, you better not sit up here and nominate yourself. Somebody thinks you're dope. They will nominate you. And I was like, Oh, do I ask someone to nominate me? No, maybe you're not really worthy. There goes the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Spoke about that before. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fall back. And I'm like, I know I'm connected. Sabrina, but I really don't want to ask her because she's doing her own thing. And I can only imagine how much it takes to put this together, especially since, you know, I work for a media and events company. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. So little do I know, I receive a message from Brittany saying like, Hey, I really want you to be in a room. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> high. Yes. Universe. Yes. Manifestation. Yes. Speaking things into existence. So I automatically, you know, submit my information. And then I'm thinking about what am I going to wear to Google? I'm going to the Grow with Google office in freaking, what is it, downtown New York. So I have to be fly and there are going to be other black women. I've watched the recap video and I have to make sure that I'm on point. I pick out mustard pants and oversized alpaca crop top um, okay, turtleneck yes that I stole from my mom <laughs> years ago and refused to give back and some electric silver what is it pumps from Zara it sounds like a lot and it was because <laughs> this was the space I was entering into so then I walk in I sign in and I see all of these beautiful black women healthy working towards wholeness 
kind, receptive, warm, engaging. And, oh, I'm so glad that was your experience. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm really trying to set the room for them because, you know, it's not every day that we get to walk into Google, um, into like a Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case may be. We are active users of these platforms and softwares. Um, and you created space for us to be there. And that's major. So then Brittany walks in and she has on a gold tailored suit okay face beat and her hair was freshly cut i mean she looked gorgeous you will see photos on uh the site but then this is the most intriguing part and i'm going to be quiet after this because i want to know more about what it's like to create this moment for black women and highlight the importance of this but i just want to you know continue to set the room because i believe that's important but so we're mixing, mingling, taking selfies, um, connecting with one another. And then we walk into this room. And when I say it felt like walking into a very royal space, a very intentional space, that's exactly what it was. The tables were set. There were tent cards. Um, there was no front row, back row, end of the table Everything was positioned so perfectly and laid out so beautifully. Um, and if you've ever been to an etiquette class, uh, you know, I went to Bennett, Black women, they are like, that is the wrong fork. Um, <laughs> everything was just laid out so gorgeously. What goes into creating an event with that level of intentionality? Mm. Um, a lot, a lot goes into it. A lot of thought, and we're still ideating always about what makes um, the space unique and what makes women feel at home. I think for me, I thought of you know myself first, um, and the women around me, like that I that I see myself in, and, and we mirror each other. And I love ambiance, right? Like I need the lighting to be a certain way. Um, I love live music. I think it gives the room a different feeling, a different pulse when um, artists are there with instruments, you know. So I knew from jump that like that was a must, have to have live music. Um, And the rest of it was just trying to curate a space that felt thoughtful, right? Mm -hmm. That felt like someone thought about you. Someone thought about you, when I invited you. And it's funny, you, you mentioned the referral form. Um, I do that because, you know, it, it is a dinner where it is invite only. Um, but I never, I realize I can't know everyone, right? So I have to rely on the people that I know and trust that I enjoy sharing space with to invite people from their tribe. So it's like, you know, if she vouches mm-hmm. for you and she says that you need a seat at this table, you are more than welcome because I'm never going to know everyone that needs to be there and i and i'm trying to keep some sense of bias out of it right yeah um so the referral form was good but you weren't the only one who felt that sense of imposter syndrome only like three people used it which was which was a thing for me too because i needed to create a vehicle where people could nominate themselves and feel comfortable doing so because i Mm. want women to feel comfortable um speaking to the fact that hey i really want to be in this room and that's kind of it, you know. Yeah. I want to be in this room because I share the same goals and purpose, not so much this is what I've done, here is the list of my accolades, you know, I should be included. It's not about that. And I when we do our best to invite people that are from director level, CEO level, down to entry level. I mean, there were high school students yes. um that were in attendance and I think that, you know, um intergenerational aspect is really important as well so yeah every year we you know i tweak (laughs) i think of things Mm -hmm. i um always accept the insight from other people who have who have attended but it is meant to feel very special it is not meant to feel like a kickback you know though i enjoy a good kickback (laughs) (laughs) yes but it's meant to feel very special i want you to feel like you are having a night out and you are special um, the the gift boxes, they're, they're, our luxury gift boxes are just that, you know, um, yes, they are. they're curated, they're, they're full of surprises, they're beautiful boxes, hand-tied bows, um, all of that is very intentional. You know, I have to ask, how do you pre- prepare your heart for the success supper? And the reason why I'm asking you it 
that way is because I remember walking into certain people's homes and feeling so loved. And I know what the table means. You mm-hmm. know, I think about like the last supper and the significance of that table. Yeah. I think about walking into your grandmother's house or your, your Thea's house or whoever's home. And when you sit down, it's an opportunity to be still and to receive mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, so I, I have to add, like, how do you not only prepare the table, but how do you prepare your heart for that moment? It's it's a good question because um, I do have to prepare. And there's so many things, all the things you just spoke of. It's so many inspirations. Um, for one, I labeled it supper intentionally, right? Because of the last supper, because supper is different than dinner. Supper is different than, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that word in itself to sup with someone else has a undertone of kinship and friendship attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was extremely intentional. And then the idea of my mother's pots, right? Like mm. my mother could make these one pot meals and the whole family could eat. My aunt could make these one pot meals. <laughs> the whole family could <laughs> eat, you know? And it was like that. Like we're going to break bread and we're all going to eat from one pot and it's going to be enough, you know? And, and that is the belief that like what we have is, is going to be enough to go around this table um, and everyone is welcome. I do prepare... Um, mentally, I try to like figure out not just not what's trending, but like, where am I centered right now? Mm -hmm. Like for a long time, I didn't have a theme. I didn't have a theme until like literally three weeks before. And my publicist was like, you've got to give me something. And I was like, I'm still, I'm still meditating in it. You know, like I'm still Mm -hmm. sitting in it. Like, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, so this year, the theme was, how do you use your personal success for cultural and global good? And it was a question that I had been asking myself without even knowing I was, right? And in trying to curate this space and trying to curate um, my larger brand, which is owed to us, um, I'm always trying to take my culture into account. Um, learning to think globally takes training. It's not, it's not innate. Um, so it's, it's forcing myself to be intentional about how to think, how do I do this on a scale? How do I serve women no matter where they are? Um, So the challenge this year was to get women to think about what have you done already, right? You don't have to have, you don't have to have a Pulitzer. It doesn't have to be grand. Like (laughs) what have you done successful already? And how do you take that and do good someplace else? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that preparation takes time. It takes time to come to you, you know? My goodness, you know, what I think about is those moments when you're getting your house in order. Oh my goodness, Mm. whenever I have company, I am a hot mess. (laughs) Brittany, I am running around the house. I'm dusting, I'm vacuuming, I'm throwing oatmeal on the balcony. Not really, Peter, don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I am like, I'm like, there's a level of excitement and enthusiasm about preparing my home. I believe in having a scent um, or a fragrance. Mm -hmm. I believe in, you know, setting the tone, literally blessing my space, um, praying for people as they arrive and making sure that I'm preparing the food in time and that nothing girl come on see come (laughs) on over but you know I have literally taking um etiquette courses in different workshops um for women of faith on how to prepare my home and I value those moments because it wasn't about me trying to be perfect I know I'm a recovering perfectionist but there is a way that you prepare to um what is it host others right to make people feel welcome yeah you know like to feel welcomed it's nothing worse than going to someone's house and that you may love but not feeling welcome not or feeling like is it a burden that i'm here mm-hmm. you know like is it, is it is it a good time um and and people you know it, the details matter you know yep. people it's hard when you're planning this and we have a small team that helps me and I'm greatly appreciative and they get so tired of me because they're like, you can't, you know, just sweat all the details. And I'm like, but they matter. They do. You know, even our the gift boxes have like a eucalyptus and cinnamon, you know, tied to them. Oh, my goodness. And yes, they did. <laughs> Girl, I have not thrown that box away. I was like, look, call me a hoarder. And people are like. 
you know, it was a for some reason I couldn't find cinnamon, you know, and I was like, why can't I find cinnamon? And they were like, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, keep. And I'm like, no, it matters. <laughs> it matters because it changes. It's sensory. Every, mm-hmm. every sense, every sense is considered um, when I'm curating. And that matters to me. It matters that you hold that box and it smells a certain way. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yes. How we prepare matters. Um, oh my gosh. It's it to me is such a big deal because those, you know, people who don't pay attention to the details, um, it shows up in different ways in other areas of their lives. And, you know, I have to touch on about the seat at the table, right? Uh, Shout out to Shirley Chisholm and the seat at the table. A lot of people are having this conversation years later, but unfortunately, (laughs) um, call me a critic. I will be a cultural critic. I don't think a lot of people are getting the invitation right. Um, And I think it goes back to the details. And I'm not talking about the grammar on the invitation, but tonality most definitely matters, right? Um, how we prepare for people once we've sent out the invitation matters. Um, and the posture of our hearts matter when we extend the invitation uh, for one of our sisters and we make room for them at the table. Um, and the reason why I want to touch on this and get your thoughts is because I think it's really trendy right now to talk about a seat at the table, but our hearts postures and our attitudes often are not in alignment (laughs) with the actions we claim to boldly um, take. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. You know, like women's empowerment has been trending for years now. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think when we first got into it back in like 2015 is 2014, I was inclined to be a part of that movement. I wanted to empower women. I I wanted to be empowered, right? And then we saw this decline where people didn't really know what that meant. The the word is too large, you know? It has to be broken down into what does that actually mean? And I think for Black women, a lot of us have defined it by having a seat at a table or by creating a safe space for our sisters to come together with us. Um, But you're right. You have to take care of home first. You have to make sure that you are capable of holding that space, mm. you know, um, and it's a check-in. It's a check-in externally. It's a check-in internally. Um, I can't say that I ever deemed myself qualified. My sentiment was just that I am not one to wait on someone to fix something for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an, as an advocate, I know I have agency and it didn't matter if it was 10 women or 50. Um, I have agency. And if there's a gap, I know that I am called to fill it. That's who I am. That's how I live. Um, So when I knew that I had a deficit in my space and I needed to figure out how to fill it, I needed to find healthy women that could help me like grow Mm -hmm. and um, teach me leadership. The only way for me to learn that was to become a part of it in a very actionable way. And And it's not it's not without doubt. Right. People think that when you decide to do these things and create these spaces, it's without doubt. It definitely is not. I'd usually doubt that particular space, that dinner (laughs) up until like, you know, I've planned that dinner in in six weeks before. Um, Six weeks, 20 sponsors. This time I planned it and I may have had 12 weeks this time. Um, It happens really quickly because I spend so much time doubting that it can happen again or that it can happen Mm -hmm. in a new way or a grand way or that my mission is put first, you know, um, people will fight you on your mission. Okay. Say that again for (laughs) people all the way in the back, in the nosebleeds, please. (laughs) People will fight you on your mission and it can make you want to say like, well, never mind. Maybe, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I have it wrong. Maybe I, maybe I'm, you know, chasing something that is full of naivety. Um, but in the end, like for me and this experience, it's always worked out. And I have to remember that when I reach that, you know, that bridge of of uncertainty again. But I think people just got to take care of self first. Make yeah. sure you're in a good space. Give yourself some grace, which is hard. And you mentioned being a perfectionist and I'm not far from it. You know, like it's not so much not wanting to fail as it is feeling like I am capable of doing more. Right. You're mm-hmm. capable of doing better. So do so. 
And sometimes you, sometimes you get it wrong and it's okay. You know, it's okay. And you're, you're to celebrate the effort, even with the success supper. And I'm standing, you know, before you guys telling you to celebrate yourselves. And all of you kept celebrating me. And I was like, uncomfortable right I was like I was like I was like no this is not about about me um and it and it really takes me weeks to fully digest what happens you know Mm. it's not it's for it takes weeks for me to look back and be like wow you you did it you know like we actually did it we pulled it off it worked again um but yeah, I don't. I'm no expert in safe spaces, and I mean, maybe there are people who consider themselves experts. I just listen. <laughs> I listen. Yeah. I try to answer in like a unique and genuine way. I don't have six yoga poses for you. I like yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I ain't that good at it, but girl, we can do it. You know, I just, I um, I find a comfort in finding people that allow me to be myself you Mm -hmm. know and um I do my best to allow that in return you know relationships is one heck of a currency right and community is something that is so invaluable what is it like making sure that you have the right people at your table in life so that you can show up you know, for yourself and for mm. others while you do the work. Girl, it's like a starting lineup. You got to mm. really sit down, <laughs> figure <laughs> out like who we, it's funny because I even like my closest friends, I call them the council um, because they are, <laughs> they I are, like literally, that. they are the council um, and they have different roles. You know, they all have different roles. And I have the counsel that's very close to me. And then I had to go and seek other women that understood where I was going. I think there are women Mm -hmm. in my life who understand where I've been. And they're always rooting for me. But they don't necessarily know. You know how your parents don't really know what you do sometimes. It's like, you do what? You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, My mom never understood what I did for a living. She was like, I don't see you on the news. I don't. I'm not on the news. Like, she just didn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) But she was happy for me all the same, you know, but I had to go out and find a tribe of women who could see what I do and what I'm trying to accomplish and understood it. Some that are like, you know, um, next to me on the path and then some who are far ahead and, you know, rooting me on and and showing me the way. Um, It was a very intentional. And I feel like in the past two years, I've taken the initiative to go find that, you know, I think Mm. as an adult, it's really sometimes intimidating to go out and find new friends or to find a team. Um, And I just had to do that. And I did it by finding people that were in spaces that I already aligned with. So volunteering once a month, you know, like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'll, I'll befriend someone who's there because we obviously share an interest already. Um, That was, that was some of the things that I did. And it took, it took being consistent in that, even like choosing a church. And making sure I became consistent. Um, I didn't grow up going to church. I grew up um, in a very like spiritual home. We studied the Bible at home, but we didn't really spend a lot of time necessarily inside of a building, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to explore that more. I wanted to know what's that. What is that like? You know, um, I grew up in the South, where it's expected that you do so. So mm-hmm. um, I'd grown up feeling like. I had missed out on that. So as an adult, I explored what what church is like and who's there and finding women there that I thought I aligned with. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't quick. (laughs) It wasn't quick at all. Um, I think in social media has played like a really good part because I met you on social media. I've met other women. I have women in Spain I'm friends with. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's finding your tribe, whether online or offline, but just being intentional and I think the clearer you are on what you believe in and on who you advocate for, um, the easier it is to align with other women. And then there's always a the personality factor, right? Like some people just ain't going to like you and or your, your personality just won't mix. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. And I think as adults, you don't even have as much time to figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I think as adults, we miss out on some beautiful people because we're busy. <laughs> and, uh, I get it. 
That's the word right there. <laughs> I do. I think we do. I think we don't have enough. We don't give people enough time to really figure out who they are. Um, mm. But if you can fit it in, like make time to figure out who people are and to share yourself with them. Um, but it's intentional. It's literally writing it down. Like I literally wrote down my goals one year was like, I want to volunteer once a month for the next 12 months. And I did it. I want to attend church twice a month for the next 12 months. Because how am I going to know if it's really for me if I don't go? How am I going to know? Yeah. You know, like how I had to give it time. Um, and getting intentional in that way really helped find my, my circle and my tribe. That's real. You know, being intentional about showing up for yourself and others and how you want to show up is mm-hmm. what I really have taken away from what you said. And what you said was so spot on. You know, I have been wrestling with this um, stop on the tour about friendships, you know, being relationships too, and like the grief that comes with growing up in adulthood. It is coming soon, um, but it is a very real process, you know, just having to go through life and figure it all out. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I have to ask, you know, as you strive for success, what has been like a get my life moment that you've had to work through? I've, I've probably had several, <laughs> but the one get my life moment that really sticks out to me would probably be losing my mother. Um it changed everything in my life, right? It changed how I approached my career, my family, my husband, my friendships. Um, it changed everything. And in that moment, I think the natural thought is like, it's okay to give up. Like people almost give you a pass. Like you've been through so much, you lost your mom. You you can have a moment or you can have sober moments or you can pack up your bags and take your ball and go home. You know, like you can mm-hmm. you can do whatever it is you want um, and people kind of just will OK it. But for me, uh, because my mother was sick for so long and the struggle of balancing grad school and, and career and taking care of her and family um, and all the turmoil that was wrapped into that. And then the culmination of this where, you know, she ultimately passes. And you're left figuring out, like, who are you, right? And I think I had a few moments of, like, what now? And I felt lost and confused. And it took me a minute to realize, like, who I was and whose I was. Like, you don't come from a give up mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to take one of the hardest times of my life and sort of use it as fuel to just do whatever the hell I wanted, right? I felt like you don't have nothing to lose. <laughs> you know, like the the thing that sort of um, took precedent in my life um, was gone, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't, I could leave it all in the field. I have, I have nothing to lose. If, if this did not break me, nothing will, right? If I can find the positive and the light in this darkness, then there is nothing that can stop me. Um, so, yeah, I turned that into my first effort for women's empowerment. I started writing more, um, became a reporter, like just started living full out. Um, so that was that was my moment. Thank you so much for sharing that moment with us. I'm at loss for words because I, I appreciate the story and I'm so glad that you kept going. Yeah, I think it's easy to, um, I mean, it's it's life changing, right? But I think it's acknowledging that it's life changing. Um, I feel like, you know, it's crazy because I've had friends since that have lost parents and I've been able to be there and it's not a responsibility, but I don't mind, you know, mm. like I don't, I don't mind because I, I know how difficult that time in life is. And I know, I know what I did have that was great. And I know what I needed that was absent. And I'm able to try and provide that for other people. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, moments like that just, just change your whole life. And they also teach you what's important. What do you really care about? Yeah. And once you can identify what you really care about, you can move forward aligned on those things. Like if, like every, when I decided what I really cared about and who I wanted to serve and the way in which I wanted to serve them, 
I was able to compare everything to that, right? Like, does it align with this? Oh, no. Does it align with, okay, no. <laughs> you know, it was really, it became easier to maneuver because um, every opportunity that was necessarily a good one. And it was a long road. Like, I mean, just after that, just career-wise, it was such a long road. I was freelancing um, and the jobs were like, you know, like a like dope job. No yeah. Job. No job. No job. <laughs> it's like, real out here in these streets. Yeah, like you're either um I was either like, you know, producing social for the Grammys or unemployed. With such is like, life in this industry. My goodness. It's like there was there was no in between. <laughs> but it was cool because I mean it was it was purpose driven and you know, the moments that were dope were just that. But I think it just forced me to, like, get my life together and figure out, okay, Britt, you can, like, you can fold or you can use what you got, you know. And I just chose to use what I could. <laughs> right. And it's turned into so much. You know, one of the things I have to say just with us both being, like, media professionals, and I know you're also in the tech space within media, but... It is so important to have your own um, mm-hmm. and show up for yourself. And I love that one of the ways that you've been able to show up for yourself while doing so for other women and creating space for us is through the success supper. It's really hard nowadays to not have a side hustle or a passion project because at any time somebody could be like, actually, the doors are closing or <laughs> actually you're not as dope as I thought you were yesterday or what else do you have going on for yourself? Like there are so many different caveats in life. So shout out to you. And I need to know because this, you know, this get my life tour is about showing up for yourself, you know, in a very selfless, but selfish way. Right. I look at it as a positive thing. So I have to ask, how do you practice showing up for yourself? Oh, showing up for myself. I think for me, it came in a few ways. Um, Acknowledging my truth and who I was. I've always been someone who's ethos driven, ethos led, right? Um, And growing up, I had to learn how to harness all of that, all of those emotions. I'm a Pisces. um, I'm true to it, right? Like, (laughs) I, I am an emotional person and I've never felt ashamed of it. I thought that it was a strength. Because especially in what we do, right, especially when you're in media, um, I'm intuitive, I'm compassionate, yeah. I'm able to um, move through the world in a way that I'm feeling my way through, literally, and I don't mind it. I had to learn how to harness that strength, and that took growing up. Um, but I honor who I am. I share who I am. I'm very honest about it. I don't I don't lie much. <laughs> like, I don't. Hey. I just... <laughs> I just tell people, you know, even with my husband, like, I reintroduce myself to him every six months. Like, this is who I am now. This is what I'm thinking, you know. Um, I think that is important for me. Oh, my gosh. Number one, that is beautiful. That's an entirely different stop on this tour, okay? Because, you know, I've been trying to get wiped up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, in all seriousness. So, if you're listening to this, you think you're the one, hit me up. I'm kidding. Don't hit me up. I'm not. I am. Okay, anyways, back to our regular scheduled program. That is so... In communicating how you are showing up, all jokes yeah, aside, that is major. And it's like on every front, you know, like, and I've had to learn it because I was emotional. It can impair, you know, your ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to do use your words. You know, I had to learn how to do so in a way that wasn't irate and frantic and um, a mess. Right. But I think that's been something that I lean into, even at work. You know, I Mm. politely tell people how to work with me. This is how I work. Doesn't mean it cannot be modified. I'm not telling you this is how I work and it's in stone. Right. Because that would, you know, you have to compromise. But I have learned to even tell people at work, this is how I work best. You know, and I want you to do the same. Uh, Mm. I am, I, growing up, was constantly, constantly told that I was blunt, abrasive, aggressive. Um, I'm direct, you know. And I had to, yeah. I had to grow up to find the words for it because people will label you what they want you to be. And I, okay. I wasn't aggressive. I am direct. So now I'm able to. I'm learning to articulate to people 
upon meeting them. You know, I can be very direct. If I ever offend you, please let me know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I love to communicate. Caring is like, you know, like communication is kind. Yes. You know, clarity is kind. I tell people that work all the time. I need clarity. You know, if I'm, if I'm too direct, I just want you to have clarity because clarity is kind. And a mentor taught me that, but didn't, that's not me. You know, like a mentor taught me like, Brittany, you're a very direct person and you, you may want to try to approach it this way. And it, and it works. It works because I get to be me <laughs> and you get to know that I am still caring for you. Right. Um, but yeah, Ooh. communication. Clarity is kind. Okay, Brittany is just dropping all kinds of gems tonight. Yeah. I mean, or let's just stick with the table. Like, I am I'm I'm most definitely pulling away full. Okay. Um, yes. I love this. And you know, I have to ask, what is your advice um for others who need Okay, now we're gonna take a corrective tone. Um, who need to make room for their sisters and their brothers? You know, some of us be at the table scarfing, don't leave nothing. Okay, so <laughs> look, no new friends. Okay, Pull don't back, want nobody. Pull back. Don't want nobody at the table. I don't know. I feel like it's um, I feel like it's like I don't. I don't want to say like a millennial thing. That's not what I mean. But I think whatever time we're in right now. You know, it's really cool culturally that we're in this renaissance, but there are some other things happening culturally that are not so cool, right? Mm-hmm. That the idea that pettiness is cool, the idea that, um, I don't know, the sentiment of being unbothered, okay? Mm-hmm. I am I am not unbothered. Okay. I'm bothered <laughs> by things, you know? Not all things. <laughs> right? I'm, not, I'm also not bothered on cue. Cause that's a thing too. Oh, you, to you know what? So we about to have part three, four, five, and six. <laughs> a young woman asked me recently. She asked, um, "Did I think it was important, basically, for women to sort of not live in the stereotypes that they've been in the past? Right, like the domestic stereotypes, the caregiver stereotypes, all these stereotypes." And what I think is that it's important for people to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because we're inundated with media and conversations, that it's important that you step away and decide how you really feel about someone or something. So if you've decided that you want to create a safe space, sit down with yourself and write, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what qualities do you have that could attribute to this space? It's not saying you don't have any. I'm sure you have some, but everything may not be your lane. Like you may not be the person to lead meditation. That may not be your lane, you know? <laughs> like I'm not I like to talk. I'm not the person to lead you in meditation. I may offer that for you, but I'm gonna hire somebody. Like you gotta know your strengths. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Yo, you I- have to figure out what you actually bring to the table and that may require you mm. to quiet the noise and figure it out. Cause you might spend time being angry about something that you're not really angry about or advocating for something that you're not necessarily built to advocate for. You know, I think you need to, like, acknowledge your strengths and then decide where they apply and try to do it. It's great to pull inspiration from the ether. I do it all the time. But there's a time to cut all of that off. You know, learning, reading, absorbing is done. Cut it off and decide how can you really add to the culture or the space if that's what you really want to do. And that's the first question you should be asking yourself. Do I really want to? Because it's totally okay if you don't want to or you're not ready yet. That's fine. You can be in attendance. You can be of support. Mm. I think people underestimate their value just passing day to day, right? Like you can do good at the bodega. You know, you can encourage sis on the train. Yeah. You don't you don't have to necessarily have a marquee with your name on it. If that's all you want, then you end it for the wrong reasons anyway. You know what? You know what, Brittany? (laughs) Brittany C. Dandy, I'm not doing this with you. I am. (laughs) Because I'm legit over here bouncing up and down, like, tag me in, okay? (laughs) I'm just like, okay, let me use my words. (laughs) You said what you said. I'm not going to clap all in y'all ears. Okay. And that was not even me using my words, but it was because it is so true. You said, know what you bring to the table. 
Okay. Yeah. And decide. You also said if you want your name to be on the marquee, you're not in it for the right reasons. There are people who need to hear that. Right. And I'm not saying that um, in agreement because I'm the host of this podcast and I think so highly of myself. I am saying that because a number of us have had the experiences of being in spaces we were invited to and being mistreated by those who thought that they were doing the work. And it's so interesting that you said you did not qualify yourself um, to create the success supper. You, 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 I'm a, I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially the work needed to be done. So you did it right. But I believe that you were called to do the work, having been in the room and being connected to you. And that is very unbiased. I can say that as a woman of faith and who believes and who has had the experience of being invited into other spaces and not feeling welcomed beyond invitation. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When I tell you I am full, Brittany, like. Oh, thank you. Oh. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And it's like, it comes from a place of needing that myself. Like I said, I am, I'm an emotional person. I love beautiful people. Oh, I don't, I, there's nothing more. I don't, I don't love anything more than like a good old relationship, you know, like yeah. with humans, not romantically, just mm-hmm. with people. My friends, uh, my family is not very big. My friends have become my family. So um, I think it's important that energy that you share with people. And I've also been in a space, like you said, where I've been in spaces where I did not feel welcomed or I didn't feel cool enough or I didn't feel, you know, black enough or I was too black. Or, you know, like, <laughs> depending on where you at, you know, you was too this, you was too that, or, you know, you, you, you're so bougie. And I am, I am bougie. You are. Oh, my gosh. You are so <laughs> bad and bougie. Okay. She has a, it's not a fade. She has a low haircut, blonde highlights. She has lines cut her barber okay. is out here, Edward Scissor. He's a master barber. Okay. He's a master barber. A master <laughs> barber. Ta- I told you she had on a tailored gold suit. And I was like, is that foiled? Like, what is that? Is that velvet? I was just like, yo, she out here dripped in gold. Just so bougie. But you know, it's to be appreciated because we get to be, um, we get to, like, that's it. We get to be. We get to be, period. Yeah. Um, I really dislike saying period at the end of stuff sometimes. Now, I grew <laughs> up clearly, and my mom used to say period all the time, but I think the city girls just did something for me. I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> uh, I refuse to say the last P, okay? Mm, there's no room for that here on the, on the Give My Life Tour, unfortunately. Um, look... What impact do you hope to have as you build community and help women and men do the same? Oh, impact. Girl, a a thing I ponder every day, probably every time I see you, I'm like, I'm just thinking about this impact. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Like, I'm teaching myself to think bigger, you know? Mm. I think ultimately I love the idea of, of holding space for people of teaching. I'm an educator. I teach um, and I love it. I love providing information to people. So that's extremely important to me. Um, I don't know, like, you know, they say like in this world, you're just just passing through. Right. Mm -hmm. And And I hope that when I'm done, people can say she was honest, you know, she was loyal. She was, she was genuine. Um, I hope that my impact is felt in a, lasting way and in a way that can be um, a utility to Mm -hmm. someone, right? I want someone to be able to take something I've done or said and use it in a tangible way um, to get them closer to an abundant life. And that's a big feat. (laughs) So I don't necessarily know how yet, but I don't think it has to be grand. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. think it has to be grand. but yeah, I want people to use me in a way where, um, you know, we, we leave here, we leave here empty, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want people to use you in a way where you've, you've given all your gifts because you can't take them with you. Right. So 
it's your duty to sort of acknowledge your gifts and share them um, because you can't take them with you. Oh, my goodness. This is good. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I just, I feel like I could overeat right now, but I don't want to be a glutton. <laughs> I don't want to be a glutton. So we have a mic drop moment. Every stop on the tour, I ask our guests to just drop the mic. But I feel led to ask you, what do you want people to leave the table that we've prepared with? Oh, I want them to leave with agency. I think that's my biggest thing, especially for um, women of color, is knowing, or people of color, not just women, but knowing that we have agency. You have control over your life and the trajectory of that. And even when you think you don't have control, there's something within your power that you can do. Um, I want people to understand imposter syndrome and do their best to navigate through it to provide themselves with some some grace and understand that intentionality is a requirement um yeah i want them to leave with with those things okay so now i am going to ask you for your mic drop moment because you've been dropping so many gems i know you have one so if it's not already prepared take a second but you have to drop the mic I guess to other women who are in their day-to-day, who are overwhelmed, who feel like me, they are out here surviving ambition. Um, I hope they understand that it takes both the culmination of the you're ready moments as well as the moments that tell you that you're not. I hope that they have an appreciation for those moments. I hope they have a willingness to destroy and rebuild, the courage to assemble and take over, and the humility to follow while they lead. I just had to leave some some air because <laughs> as you were saying that, I was like taking deep breaths and receiving that word. Breath. I'm glad it worked out because, <laughs> you... and it's like I wrote I wrote that um yeah I wrote that out on one of my Instagram posts and it's actually one of my favorite posts because I mean it. <laughs> like, I mean it. I feel like that's exactly what it takes, and it's it's so difficult. It's such a balance in life to do all of those things at once. <laughs> it is. I mean, this is why this podcast, just to get my life tour, has been so important for me because I don't have all the answers. None of us do, yeah. but life poses so many questions that we don't have the answers to, and it's through community that we are able to receive those answers, you know, or at least get hints. And then somewhere along our journeys, we're like, ah, that's what that meant. Or "Mm, Mm -hmm. that's what she was saying when she said that. And that's why it's so important um, for me to show up here, for us to practice showing up for ourselves, as well as be vulnerable. I can't thank you enough for everything that you shared on this stop of the tour. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to pull up a seat to your table and that you were able to prepare, you know, not only the success supper, right? But this, this stew, I want to say like you made a beautiful stew that I have been like eating at this entire stop. I'm like, this is the first time we actually got food. Okay. It's lit. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the potluck. Um, You have been incredible. Tell people how they can get and stay connected with you. Um, You can find me at BrittanyDandy.com. I'm on Instagram at Brittany C. Dandy and Twitter at Brittany C. Dandy. Right. And that is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Last name is D-A-N-D-Y. Just in case people are curious. But of course, all of those details will be made available. Brittany, you are something special. You are a force to be reckoned with. Well, thank you. I feel the same way about you, Lydia. Thanks, Shorty. This is why we connected. This is why we connected. Yes. Okay. Shout outs to Instagram and the internet. The internet is undefeated, y'all. Yeah. Yo. No, it comes through sometimes. Sometimes. You know, it fails you occasionally. Okay. But sometimes 
<laughs> Sometimes it comes through. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. I am... you a bell though, so you know. Hey. Bennett Bell. You know, Bennett Bell's family. do it well, okay? Look, you know. <laughs> They try to tell me I'm an honorary Aggie. I'm like, can I just be a Belle who loves a good a and Aggie? They're like, yeah, you know, I was on your campus tough, okay? Um, for very good reasons, because we know those stories. <laughs> we know those other reasons. We know no, the other reasons, right? Clearly, I didn't find a husband, so I wasn't doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> wasting time, okay? Registering people to vote. What was I thinking? Specifically engage and actually do something okay. in life. Who am I? Look at me now. Um, <laughs> sit up and focus. Um, but <laughs> this is why we should not be friends. Um, <laughs> this has been incredible. I hope that you all are as full as I am. I hope that you do le- leave this stop of the tour with a sense of agency that you make room for those around you. And if it is not something that you are interested in doing, You are interested in being an active participant so that you can show up, receive what it is that you need, and A, take leftovers for someone else who is hungry. I am so glad that you decided to show up for yourself, as I say, each and every time. Be sure to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour on social media, as well as with me at Lydia T. Blanco. It has been real. Stay connected with Brittany. Remember to survive your ambition. And I will see you on the next stop of the Get My Life Tour. It has been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.